the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And speaking of lots more money, we have the lovely Ramon You're B. staring at me when you Aren't say you like that phrase? like a billionaire or something like that? Look where I am. I'm recording your show. Oh, okay. So I should be learning from you and selling real estate at this point. Okay, the exact opposite. Exact opposite. Now, we have a guest today, the lovely and talented Naomi Bierke. And billionaire, too, correct. Is that right? Uh, Well, not yet, maybe, but we'll see. Naomi, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Now, you have the word beer in your name, so I like you already. No, no, it's Bierke. Bierke. Now, it's spelled B-J-E-R-K-E. Which is Norwegian, yeah, yeah. am I correct? It is Norwegian. Have you yeah. eaten lutefisk? I will not go near that. Yeah, it's nothing to be proud of, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no. So you you need to buy a vowel, number one, for your last name. But uh, yeah. tell are there, you know, I don't have any Norwegian jokes, I don't think. Thankfully. <laughs> I, need to come I don't up have with, any either. Now, I'm, are you a Lutheran? No, I am not Norwegian. My, I got the name from my husband. Oh, oh, okay. Husband. So we're blaming shift, uh, blame shifting. I like yes, that. Yes, like exactly. That. Yeah. Blame storming, yeah. we call it. Now, yeah. uh, so Naomi, you are uh, in the lovely Charlotte, North Carolina Metroplex. Mm-hmm. You own a company. I am. Tell us all about your company. Well, it's called Realty Boutique. It's, it's a lovely name. Which, thank you. Um, it's located in Huntersville. Okay, the home of the missing laptop, I'm guessing. <laughs> Different Hunter, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Different Hunter. All right. Huntersville. Now, I was there at your office. It is fantastic, and uh, you uh, are a great owner, and anybody thinking of joining a company uh, should should call you, and I'm going to plug your number right now, 603-858-4212. So if you want to work for a great yeah, company. That is my cell phone number. Oh, well, that's it's who they should call. Number. They should call you. Yeah. That is who they should call. Now, we, you know, we always start with what I like to call the headlines of the day. Here it is. Now, you've already heard the headline of the day. I like to call them the highlights of my day. Is that right? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I, I was uh, at my grocery store the other day and saw one of those armored cars, the Brinks truck. Oh, yeah. I think they were delivering the eggs. Okay. Inflation is a little out of control. That's what I hear. Explain yeah. the out joke the after you step on the punchline, Bob. Okay. So, Naomi, uh, let's, uh, let's start with a question. What do you got? Okay. So, um I'm on hold with Mojo, and by on oh. hold, I mean not on the phone, but yeah. 
I had some fraudulent activity with my credit card, so mm. I am not going to be able to start doing the mojo thing until next week. Should we clear that fraudulent activity up? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. They, they caught it. They nipped it in the bud, and now they're sending me a new card. All but, right. Um, until then, um, our MLS, and I'm sure others like it, have a free tool that's part of it. Um called Remind, R-E-M-I-N-E, and it's part of our dues, so we get it for free, but they have a search on it that you can search for high-equity homeowners. I think I would not do that, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, All right. High-equity means that you paid cash for your house yesterday, maybe. So uh, what what I would... I always... Uh, when I was new in real estate, I would have people come to me. Uh, well, first of all, they said, pick a farm area, you know, that's old school. And, and this is 1984. So I picked my farm area the same way every agent picks their farm area. It's the, it's the neighborhood I lived in. So my neighborhood happened to be built in 1958, which is the same year I was built, Ramon. Did you know that? And you're holding up fantastic. I wouldn't say that. I'm a little rough around the edges now, but, but the uh, so, and most agents in my office lived in the neighborhood where I live now, which was built in 1980. So, the the market had been going down for uh, quite a number of years. So everybody in the in the neighborhood I live in now. had negative equity, but the neighborhood I lived in were everybody was like my parents' age, you know, so they they had lots of equity. So uh, I would have agents come to me and they say, Bob, you know, I can never, I can never get uh, people to price their houses right. And I'd say, that's funny. I, I never have that problem. I have a lot of problems in real estate, believe me, but I didn't have that problem. And then say, oh, I can never get people to pay a full commission. And I'd say, I never have that problem. I was always able to charge 7% and uh, never had a problem. And then I didn't, didn't really realize it until years after I got out of real estate that, that it was the equity that made the difference. So all of my clients were old people that had a lot more – the vast majority of them were old people that had lots of equity. And that cures a lot of other problems. First of all, old people are smarter. Now, it's easy for me to say that now that my hair has fallen out and I'm uh, – wrinkly. <laughs> but uh, but I think you would have noticed that. Now, Naomi is young and uh, attractive, unlike me. But don't you notice that older people are easier to get along I, with? I'm than... not young. Pardon me? I'm not young. How old are you, Naomi? I'm 55. Okay, well, that's young. Compared to you, yes. Compared to me, yes. <laughs> Compared to, you know, she's not even old enough to be the president, evidently, right? She's got oh, another yeah. 35 years to go before she can be president. So, uh, But I, I, older people are easier to get along with. They kind of know what they want. and Just you know, don't get on their lawn. Don't Yeah, stay off my lawn. That's right. That's, that's very true. Now, I had, you know, I, I, I noticed there's a big piece of dog poop on my lawn this morning. That's awesome. I have a rock yard. I don't have lawn. Okay. But, uh, you know, they give you these bags. Now, America is the only country that's so rich – 
that we gift wrap a biodegradable product in a petroleum product and then throw it away in the trash. Never thought of it like that. That's why the terrorists hate us. <laughs> For that and then some other reasons. So um, I would pick an area in Mojo when you do your neighborhood search. I would avoid areas that have lots of commercial or industrial or um, – I would avoid condos, which tend to never. It'll be, it, you know, it'll. It could be thirty years before condos have any equity in a market yeah. like we're in. Okay. So when you when you think of Jimmy Carter, which is what we're in now, uh, Jimmy Carter takes office, and I think the interest rates were somewhere around six or seven, and then inflation was out of control. They had to raise interest rates to combat the inflation, which they did successfully. But it took 30 years for the interest rates to get back down to where they were when he took office. So that's where we're at now. We're at the beginning of a 30-year thing. And I don't think people realize that. So inflation is more out of control now than it was then. And the interest rates are going to have to go up. So the types of properties that get absolutely killed and hammered in a in a market like this, which again is is it, minimum, it's going to be five years of disaster. Could be could be ten. Uh, the properties that get clobbered are condos, multifamily, um, luxury, and the outskirts of town. So the closer you get to downtown, any town, the more insurance you have against against your equity leaking away. So older properties, older neighborhoods. So if you do your beginning search, radiate out. You know, every town has the hood side of town and Mm -hmm. the good side of town. So obviously the hood side of town has less equity. But downtown hood even has more equity than far out of town luxury typically. It goes up in value faster. So the the f- closer you get to downtown, your town, or any town, the more likely the uh, properties are to go up faster in a good market or down slower in a bad market. So that's just a easier. And single fam- focus on single family homes closer to town first, and then radiate yourself out from there. When you when you're doing Mojo, uh, you do this little draw a map around an area, and then it sucks in the data. Uh, so do that, but and then it and then it creates these folders. I believe they're called lists, and there's a maximum number that you can suck in. So it would be maybe, let's say it's a thousand, or it might be five thousand. I don't know, but you want to end up with a hundred thousand names and numbers to call. But when you're done, and then merge them all into one giant list, and there is a way to do that. That way you're just calling okay. through that one list. And then you want to have a separate list that I would, I would designate as your database. So they give you uh, – I think it's not folders. What are, they, what are they called? Groups maybe. And they have names. So Mojo was not designed by somebody who knows about sales evidently. But it, they have hot leads, warm leads, uh, medium rare leads with a peppercorn sauce. <laughs> And, and dead leads and, and all these uh, little names. So that's not how sales is done. So get rid of all those groups and then save one of them 
and then na- label that one your database or Naomi's people or whatever you want to call it. And then that's your database. And then the other – the big list of data to which you call through, you're going to call through that with the hopes of getting some of them to say yes and then put them in your database for follow-up purposes. So that's that's how that should work. So my database is people that I've spoken with already. Mm-hmm have an appointment with, need to follow up with. Okay, right. The only, the only way people get out of the big list is they say, hey, I hate you, realtor, scum, do not call me again. Uh, so if you ascertain that they are mentally ill and you would never want to talk to them again or they say, don't ever call me again, I want to never talk to you again, then flag them as a do not call back person. They'd still stay in the list though. And then if they – say, I'm a realtor, that would be a, a reason to flag them as somebody you would not call back. If they say, oh, no, I'm never going to sell my house. You're going to have to haul me out of here feet first. You would keep them in the list and they'll come around again. And six months later, they broke their hip. It's a two-story house. They have to move. You know, I'm yeah. that person. If you called me, I'd say, oh, no way. I'll never, I'll never move. But the reality is I will move. And and if I die, somebody else will haul me out feet first and you'll do business with my family. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Well, I have, I have another question. I'm not sure if you can answer or not, but it is. Oh, I, I can always make something up if I don't have the right answer. Okay. Well, that works for me mm-hmm. too. So, as you know, my cell phone number is a New Hampshire number because why change it? Everybody in the world has it. But down here, there's really two area codes and where I work. Mm-hmm. 704 and 336. Well, if you, you could press a magic button a and change to one of those two area codes, which would you pick? I have a 704 Google Voice number. Well, let's say you're going to change, you, you're going to have a permanent non-Google. I'm not a fan of Google Voice numbers, but let's say you... Yeah, well, me either. Right? Let's, let's say you were going to pick a, let's say you're going to buy a cell phone with a number attached to it. Which of the two numbers would you pick? 704. Okay. So and that's probably the good side. Of t- like in, I live in Scottsdale. I'm a big Scottsdale snob. It's very easy for me to look down on others from from where I live, and I do judge them harshly. Of course, I'm looking at you, Forito. I'm 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 thinking of you when I'm talking about this. Yeah, I'm Forito. What what are you? Six two three. Six two three. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Okay, so basically, uh, you would want the high class. 704 is the high class one, I'm assuming, correct? But it's just a different area. Well, the other area is either worse or better generally. Which do you, which do you think? Well, I mean, By the way, which has been around the longest? The 336 number, which is, happens to be where I just moved to. But well, you might pick that then. The here half as, as, as good as down in the... Huntersville area. Say that again. So my office is in Huntersville, which is the 704 number. I moved an hour north near Greensboro, and the prices here are about half. The average home sale is half price compared to. Because it's far out in the boonies. Yeah, and it it just hasn't had all the, you know, people moving in for the industry yet. I mean, it's starting there. But it won't ever. So so the the area that is more dense would be the 
the three three something number? Seven oh four. Seven oh four is more densely populated and older. No, it's more densely populated but newer. The the three three six was that the other choice? Yeah, that's that's older. I would I would you might want to go with the three three six. For sure, I would not have the New Hampshire number. So what I would do is is uh, have the New Hampshire. I'm getting another line on my phone. Yeah, if you can do that, but have the old number forwarded to the new number. I do that. Yeah. I have a home phone number that I use for some other things, and it is forwarded to my cell phone number. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You they both happen to be four eight zero numbers, but uh, that's that's probably the way to go. Okay. You want to you want to uh, make it look like you've always been in Charlotte. Yes. Okay. Ethan, okay. when you're one of them new interlopers, the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm a, I'm a Yankee. I'm a Yankee. Um, okay, you ready for another question? Oh, yes. Okay, so calculating seller net. Now, we were taught one way. How were you taught? You said there was a different way to do it. That we ask them for their payoff, subtract mm-hmm. that from the total that we expect them to get. And then we subtract the percentage that we're getting. Yeah, that's and, not the way to do that. So yeah. so let's let's pretend that we do the CMA accurately, otherwise known as the fearless agent way. And if you're a new listener to our podcast, you could listen to an older episode that talks about CMA or something like that, which which if you're new in real estate stands for country music awards and Yes. Okay. He loves that joke. So, uh, so let's let's. Say, what's your average sales price where where you are? Uh, two fifty. Okay. So if I'm when I coach agents, uh, I say, "What was the seller's answer to the million dollar question?" So the million dollar question that you always ask every seller when you're booking the appointment is if you were going to win a million dollars by guessing correctly, what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay? And they say 300, okay? Then the coaching student of mine does their CMA, the fearless agent way, and they come up with 275, and that's because they have the seller's voice in their head. So if we were going to be completely objective, if realtors were completely objective and and sellers were completely objective, they're guessing, of course, at the fair market value, which is the purpose of the CMA. It's to f- find what is fair market value. They would be wrong 50 percent of the time too low and they'd be wrong 50% of the time too high. But oddly, they seem to be wrong high about 99.99, about 102% of the time. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. So they have the seller's voice in their head swaying them up. So if the seller's guess at fair market value is 300 and the coaching students, fearless agents' guess is 275, more often than not, it turns out to be 250. In a market okay. like this. Now, when the market was shooting up, they were wrong low sometimes. But those days are long. We won't see that again in our lifetimes maybe. So uh, I'd get used to guessing low. So um, now we've done 
the fearless agent listing presentation. We do the nutshell close. They say if we can agree on a price, is it fair to say we're going to get the ball rolling tonight? They say yes. And then you say, okay, well, I've done what every agent does. We do this thing called a market analysis. Only I do it correctly. I do it differently. It's far more accurate. And near as I can figure, fair market value is somewhere in the neighborhood of, oh, I don't know, probably 250 But I have an idea. And this idea is a little unconventional, but it will 100% guarantee you that you will sell your house for more than whatever actual fair market value is. Now, I could have been wrong on my guess. You know, I'm, I'm not could have been. I'm, I am wrong. I'm either wrong low or I'm wrong high. But I like to think I'm a pretty good guesser. But this pricing uh, idea will guarantee you that the buyer will grossly overpay for your house. The only question is, I'm not sure if I should even tell you about it because it's a little weird. Naomi, do you want me to tell you about it or not? Absolutely. Okay. So I make you beg and then and then I go in and I do the fearless agent pricing presentation. The purpose of the presentation is to get every seller to say, why wouldn't we just underprice our house right off the bat then? And, and then I'd say, well, of course, that's what we're going to do. But first, I want to give you a number that you can make your plans on, okay? So um, this number is after all expenses are paid. Um, this is your money to keep. The loan's paid off. All expenses are paid off. Um, and my job is to make that number bigger. And I'm extremely good at my job. And if it was ever less than the amount I'm giving you here, then I screwed up and I never screw up. So I want you to make your plans on me handing you a check for and then I give them a number, okay? So let's let's say my guess at fair market value in this case happened to be 250. And then they owe 136, let's say, okay? So I would take $250,000. I'm doing actual math. Do we have some math uh So I take 12% off the 250, which is 30, which gets now, me. Now, where, where are you getting 12%? Hang, hang on, I'm getting there. So 30,000 30, off, and then they owe 136. So I take that, subtract, and then that leaves me with 84,000 as their proceeds, okay? So the way I say it is. Uh, I'm going to give you a number that you can make your plans on, and I want to make I want to make sure you're making your plans on me handing you a check for eighty four thousand dollars. Any questions? And they would say what? That's way too low. They might say that. They commonly will say, "How did you arrive at that number?" And I'd oh, say, "Well, well I used a thing called mathematics." So what I want you to do is make your plans on me handing you a check for eighty-four thousand dollars. Now, again, they're already sold on me. At the end of the four questions, they were sold on me. They know they can't do better. They know I live to screw the buyer and make them overpay. I'm way different than every other agent they ever talked to. So they're not deciding to do business with me or not based on this number. 
So we we can argue about how good a guesser or not, but they they normally say we were hoping for more than that. And again, this is a real seller, a nice, sane, smart person that's deadly serious about selling their house right now at fair market value, whatever that turns out to be. And again, my guess was two fifty, which was their guess was three hundred. Remember, mm-hmm. but they love me. So they're already sold on me, so I don't have anything to lose. But but the only thing I would have to lose is lying to them now and letting them down later. That's the only thing that can make me look bad. Now, I'm taking – now, your question was where did the 12 percent come from? Well, I know that if I'm wrong on the, on the, on the CMA, I'm wrong high, not low. I know that Probably. I know that the market is going down faster than me or you or anybody realizes it. And I know that when they told me they owed 136, it might have been 138. They could have been wrong about that. I know that the uh, I tell people you're not allowed to make repairs and sometimes they screw up and they say they agree to do that. So I'm taking everything into consideration that could possibly go wrong. So I'm not – preparing them for the worst case scenario maybe, but I am preparing them for an average case scenario. Okay. So, and then I I had a client one time when um, we got all done and I hand them the proceeds check and he says, Bob, uh, he said, you know, when we met the night of the listing, when you listed our house, you told us to make our plans on you handing me a check for X amount. And I said, yes, that's right. And he said, now you're handing me a check that's way bigger than that. I said, yeah, that's true. He goes, now, on the night of the listing, were you doing that so I would feel better today? I said, "Uh, yeah. He goes, well, it worked. (laughs) So... (laughs) So that's good. So that's, you know, always under promise and over deliver. By the way, is it time for a shameless plug? It certainly is. Why pushing this button, we shall have one. Time for Bob Leffler's shameless plug. Now, Naomi, I did a recruiting uh, coaching event for you. Would you recommend that to others? What was your experience? Absolutely. I really would. Okay. Yes. So if any of this stuff that we talk about here at the Big uh, Fearless Agent Podcast makes any sense at all to any of you listening and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were or you're recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were as an owner and you're open to the idea of having some help with that like Naomi is, uh, go to fearlessagent.com, watch our free webinar there. Uh, and then you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone number. And we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do in your real estate business and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, we can uh, recommend other things to you. Um, and if and and by the way, I love talking to realtors. Don't think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me. Those are very bad habits in sales. Always pick up the phone and call me at four eight zero three eight five eight eight one zero. 
and our guarantee to you is if you go to our website, watch all our free videos, that would be way better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach in America any amount of money for. And again, if you ever have a question, you can always call me. So um, what other questions do you have, Naomi? Okay, so um, I'm probably the only one that has this question, <laughs> but how much do you get into when you're when I'm making cold calls through Mojo or whatever, however I'm doing it, and somebody answers the phone and they say, yes, why, as a matter of fact, we want to sell our house. Mm-hmm. How much do you get into on the phone? Because I've gotten a few people no. that are like, can't you just go over this with me on the phone? Uh, you have to come over. I, I, I can do. do I, can, I can do anything, of course. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, okay. I like to meet with people in the afternoons or the evenings. Do you guys have nine to five jobs? And they say yes. I'd say okay. I've got Thursday uh, evening at seven o'clock available, or would Monday night be better for you? So I'm not going to give my presentation over the phone. There is a presentation you give over the phone and it books the appointment. And then there's a presentation you give in person and it gets you the listing. But you don't do the listing thing on the phone. Unless they're out of town. But I would, even then, I would schedule a time to meet with them to do it over the phone. Let's say they're mask-wearing nitwits who are afraid to meet with me because I might have some disease that's imaginary or real, right? Uh, I do have real diseases, but a mask will fix it. That's I wasn't going to bring that up. It's not the mask that would fix it. Let's put it to something else maybe. But the, uh, the idea is I, I know those people are nuts and they're not going to pay me. So nice, sane, smart people. Deadly serious about selling their house right now at fair market value, whatever that turns out to be, and they don't get to pick, nor do I. That's the person that's going to pay me if I'm going to be paid. That's the person I'm help. I'm allowing myself to help and no one else. So I can go on fewer appointments and get paid more money by making sure those are the only people I'm talking to. So what they say on the phone uh, really doesn't matter because I'm coaching you, not them. If I was coaching them, I'd tell them to pull their head out of their butt and meet with Naomi and list with her because that's how they'll get the most money. So you you have to be very disciplined about your message. Your messaging has to be very Okay, so stay on track with the message. What I, what I recommend you do is, is follow along with your finger on the dialogue and – Take note of the last question you ask them because they, they might okay. – you know, I'd say, where are you moving to? And they'd say, Bob, how many houses have you sold in my neighborhood? And I'd say, well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but where are you moving to? And they go, well, we're moving to Denver. I go, well, oh, hang on. When you get to Denver, are you going to rent or are you going to buy? Oh, no, we're going to buy a house. OK, when you buy a house and then and – then, I never have to answer that question that I didn't even have a good answer for because I've never sold a house in, in their neighborhood. Okay. Okay. By the way, fearless okay. agents have an answer to that. How many houses have you sold in my neighborhood? You'd, you'd say uh, if your goal is to sell your house for way, way, way more money net in your pocket – 
than you can get any other way. If that's your area of interest, then I am the area specialist. Would you say that's definitely what you're looking for? So that's the answer to that. Okay. So every crazy thing they say, you have to have the fearless, not a fearless agent answer. There's one fearless agent answer to that. Okay. And now there's a list of questions that we should be asking when they say, you know, when we ask them where they're moving to and when they move there, blah, blah, blah. How in-depth do you get? Do you get everything on the phone then? Mm -hmm. Or do you do it after they agree to make the appointment with you? Yes. Can we put you on hold and hold you over till the next hour and have you do that then? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So in that case, once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Uh, Again, Naomi hails from Charlotte, North Carolina, Greater Metroplex. You can call her toll-free day or night at her old phone number, which will change in the future, but it's now 603-858-4212. If you are an an agent and you're in the Charlotte area, you definitely want to call Naomi and meet with her and work for the best the best company there, Realty Boutique. She'll take great care of you. And if you uh, have a referral you need sent to that area, do call Naomi. And if you forget Naomi, call me and I'll point you in her direction. But I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Subscribe to fearlessagent.tv. Also subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already on iTunes or whatever platform you're on. You can always, and if you're an owner and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com. Watch the video there like Naomi did, and then give me a call afterward. And and please do give us a five-star review of this podcast. And until next week, do what we always do. Always have fun. Be humble, but most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.